The following program is intended for mature audiences. It's something about a girl that just makes my head on a twirl. Oh, hell no! I do it my way. Grandpa's Musical Grandkids. Welcome to Grandpa's Playlist. So take a seat up on Grandpa's knee while Grandpa teaches you all about music. One artist and one album at a time. Now, to a man that needs no introduction, here's the man, the myth, the legend, Grandpa! Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to Grandpa's Playlist. I'm your host, Grandpa. Would be weird if there was another host, wouldn't it? Grandpa's Playlist. Hi, I'm John. Hi, I'm Fred. It wouldn't seem the same. So, Grandpa. And when I don't feel good, there is no show. And when I kick it, there'll be no show. I'm sure the reruns will get aired until time stands still, but who knows. But like I said, welcome to Grandpa's Playlist. Last week, and for you people who maybe hear him out of order, um, in you know in syndication, I wish, in uh, you know on a replay. Last week was Tommy's The Who. This week, I'm going with another rock opera, and this one is Pink Floyd's The Wall, which is their eleventh studio album that was released on November thirtieth, nineteen seventy nine. So the Who did it first, but Pink Floyd did it again, or did it anyway, um, or did one of their own, I should say. Um, I love this album. Now, I like I told everybody on that in the Tommy episode, I had heard the whole album of Tommy before I saw the rock opera. The Wall is a different story. I saw the Wall before I listened to the whole album. I had heard stuff from the album. You know, everybody heard another brick in the wall. You know, you know, I had heard, uh, uh, you know, other songs like Vera, Comfortably Numb, you know, on the radio, but and Run Like Hell, but I had never actually heard the whole album, right? So I saw the movie first, loved it, got the soundtrack, loved it, but was disappointed because the Tigers broke free. It's not on the soundtrack, and you had to hear it on, they did put it on uh, the final cut. And, you know, it's a good album. I might do that one at some point. Hey, you know, Not Now John, but that was a fucking awesome song. But, needless to say, I did the reverse here. So, but I love the soundtrack nonetheless. Is it my favorite Pink Floyd album? No, it's not. 
But it ranks up there. It ranks up there. It does. It's my favorite of the Pink Floyd. If you tag on their new stuff. Yes, I love the stuff with that Roger Waters. But I would have to say compared to their entire, to their late catalog, this one is my number one. But if you compare it to the band's complete catalog, this is not my favorite. And nope, Dark Side of the Moon is not my favorite Pink Floyd album either. Ranks above the wall, but it's not uh, my favorite. I don't. I love. I love Dark Side of the Moon, but I love their earlier stuff better. As you all know, my favorite album from Pink Floyd is Adam Hart Mother because I did that one on Grandpa's playlist. Didn't think it was possible, but I pulled it off. Probably a shitty episode. No one probably liked it. They were bored out their minds, but I got to do it and dream come true. So that one's my favorite album. But The Wall, it's a good album. Um. And like I said, this is a rock opera. Now, I got scattered notes. My wife started to write the notes down and flush out the script for me. And then she got sidetracked. Or not sidetracked. It was easier just to print it. So, I'm not going to talk yet about... The, I will say that this album topped the U.S. charts for 15 weeks. And it was number three in the U.K. And it got mixed reviews at first, but eventually received accolades as one of the greatest albums of all time. Which I would agree with. Compared to other albums, this is genius. So, before I get into any information, let's just get some of this music rolling. Now, I'm going to do this a little different. Because it's just playing the song for you. I'm going to give you a little bit of information. I can't say it's spoilers because this movie's so freaking old. If you haven't seen the movie yet, I don't know what's wrong with you. But, if you haven't seen the movie, this is your time to stop listening and go watch the movie. But, I mean, eh. But it opens with Pink, who's a rock star, addressing the crowd of fans, and you know, whom he's given, uh, he's about to give an apparently unexpected performance of his life story. So I'm gonna play you these first three songs, which will be "In the Flesh," "The Thin Ice," and "Another Brick in the Wall," Part One. Um, but a flashback on his life up to that point begins. So we it's revealed that his father's killed in World War II, leaving him, leaving Pink's mother to raise him alone, thin ice. Beginning with the death of his father, Pink starts to build a metaphorical wall around himself. Another brick in the wall, part one. Um, so I'm going to go with it right there. So you've got In the Flesh, which is the introduction to the movie. And then you've got Thin Ice. And then you've got Another Brick in the Wall. So sit back and enjoy these three songs. And I shall return.
Well, there was in the flesh, the thin ice, another brick in the wall. Now, he came up with this idea for this album back in 77 when they were doing the In the Flesh Tour. In the flesh tour. Um, during that tour, Waters was disenchanted by the whole tour thing. He called it a social event because it was so big. He said the many couldn't see the band and even more weren't even listening. You know, like, when me and my wife went to see Dropkick Murphys, there was these two drunk bitches behind us the whole fucking time, laughing and talking about shit. Like, if you want to laugh and talk and drink, go to a fucking bar and put your money in the goddamn jukebox. It's a concert, you fucking douchebag. People want to hear the music. So, I can see where he's coming with the whole social event thing. Now, obviously, like I said, it's a rock opera and explores abandonment and isolation, thus the symbolization of the wall. Um, the character Pink is based on him and former frontman for the for Floyd, Sid Barrett. 
Um, there's even in several references to Barrett, including Nobody Home, which hints at his condition during Floyd's uh, abortive U.S. tour in 1967. With lyrics such as wild staring eye, staring eyes, the oblig, oblig, obligatory Hendrix perm, and elastic bands keep my shoes on. Comfortably numb, on the other hand, was like expired, inspired by Waters' injection with a muscle relaxant to combat the effects of hepatitis during the In the Flesh tour in Philly. So, there you have that. Um, now, Sid Barrett was good. I like this, it's, it's a shame his life went the way it did, but... Now, that was another Brick in the Wall Part 1. Now, everybody's... Part 2 was the one that played on the radio, like, all the time in the... You know, back in the day. So, everybody's familiar with that. And when I, I saw the movie... Yeah, you know, when I got... When I saw the movie, I noticed it was in three different parts. Um, but for some reason, my brain always... F- was forgetting about one and two over the oh, one and three over the years. It was always just part two, which is weird. The brain's weird, and you know nowadays I'm lucky if I remember anything. But so now we're going to go into the happiest days of our lives, which you know he went to school and had a very, a very mean evil teacher. We all know. Do it again. Do it again. So we 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 know about that. Um, you know from the movie, and from the song itself. Um. And then growing older, you know, and so the, he was abused by this teacher who was in turn abused himself, and we all know that. Um, and then those became more bricks in the wall. So then you got part two. And then um, after that, you're going to have, like I said, there, there was, he was going, you know, we saw his dad and everything. But uh, as an adult, he remembers his oppressive and overprotective mother. So that's where the song Mother came from, or is, is relating to. And his upbringing during the Blitz, which was Goodbye Blue Sky. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play The Happiest Days of Our Lives. I'm going to play Another Brick in the Wall Part 2. I'm going to play Mother, and I'm going to play Goodbye Blue Sky. Um, the reason I want to play so many in a row is for A, you really don't want to listen to me talk like for a fucking you know, ramble on because I'm an old man with Alzheimer's and I'll just keep going and going. For two... These songs were put together on the album to run together. So it feels weird cutting them off. But, so there's that too. But it just, I don't know, I like the, f- I've always complained about the flow of albums and the commiss. So I like to have a little bit of flow on the show. You know, give you a big chunk of music. I haven't got my foot, I haven't got myself settled on what, you know, how long this is going to be, how long that's going to be. But, you know, I'm everywhere. But, you know, it's not like, I don't have, I'm sure I have listeners, but I doubt I have as many as I wish I was, I wish I did have. So, yeah, so here's the happiest days of our lives, another brick in the wall, part two, mother, and goodbye, blue sky.
brother, do you think they'll like this song? Mother, do you think they'll try to break my balls?
check out all your girlfriends for you Mama won't let anyone dirty get through Mama's gonna wait up until you get in Mama will always find out where you've been Mama's gonna keep baby See, the song kept going, but I have to pause it, otherwise the next song would have kicked in. So some albums just don't feel right doing on this show, but 
I want to do them on the show because I like these albums. See how that goes? Man, that goodbye, good, that goodbye blue sky. More, I love that part in the in the movie of the bird flying and turns into the animation. And man, Pink Floyd has some good animations, dark animation, but I love it. But I love it. Look, Bubby, there's an airplane up in the sky. I love that part. But there you go. That was the happiest days of our lives, which talks about the teacher. And if you watch, I don't know if you can you could tell from the song. But I'm influenced by the movie, so I can't say yeah I see it in the song because that would be that would be just me being pretentious because I'm this album when I when I hear this album I am totally influenced by the movie all I see is the movie so happiest days of our lives you find out the teacher is abused by his wife and then another brick in the wall and out part two he's being mean to the kids and then obviously like I said mother is about his mom being overprotective overbearing and then goodbye blue sky. You know, him building more, you know, the Blitz in London and him building more walls. So then we move on to Empty Spaces, which is, you know, he gets, Pink got married. He's building more, build, he's building more, you know, cr- you know, more bricks through trauma created and he's finishing this wall, getting ready to complete this wall. So that's Empty Spaces. And then while he's touring the United States, he seeks casual sex with, uh, you know, like most bands do, you know. And that's where you get long, young lust. His wife finds out about all this stuff, but that's, that's young lust. And then it brings him, you know, the groovy back to his home, into his uh, uh, hotel room. And then he just goes berserk. Um, if You know, in the movie, he goes nuts. But it's uh, one of my turns is referring to that. He just goes nuts. And then he's depressed, thinking about his wife. And then he thinks about, you know, committing violence against her. And then you get, don't leave me now. Is you know so this wall is just getting bigger and bigger. This his life is just like totally, totally falling apart. So we'll leave it at that. We'll go with empty spaces as the next song, followed by young lust, followed by one of my turns, and then don't leave me now, and then we will pick it up um, after don't leave me now. You know where he's like you know don't doesn't want his wife to go. This is a very dark album, a very dark, you know, very dark, you know, it's just, it's, it's depressing. Let's be honest. It's just depressing. So let's, uh, let's get those songs going. Um, I hope you're enjoying the album. Um, I, I think, I mean, I, unfortunately I'm cutting some of the songs off to kill the flow, but you know, like I said, I can't help that. But like I said, this, this is a good album with a good story. If you asked me. Now, we were talk, talking about which one of my favorite Pink Floyds are. Now, if you tell me to compare The Wall to Tommy, I prefer the story in The Wall over the story in Tommy. They're both dark, but the Pink Floyd one is just way dark. Yeah, there's a couple of dark turns in uh, Tommy, you know, with his uncle. But for the most part, it just this one just seems darker to me. And maybe I'm influenced by the animation and the dark imagery it has. I don't know. I'm not a shrink. Um, I see one, but I don't, you know, I'm not one. So I don't know if um, I'm influenced, but it just seems the wall just to me seems darker. And the songs are a lot gloomier. You know, there's a lot of cheerful songs in Tommy, even though they weren't referring to cheerful things. So if you take it on the music alone, I'd have to say definitely the wall. But I think the wall is more gloomier. I just do. So anyway, here we go. Like I said, Empty Spaces, followed by Young Lust, then One of My Turns, and then Don't Leave Me Now, and 
I will return.
hope you guys are enjoying it see i cut that off you can hear him screaming and it it like is yeah, yeah. drive me nuts but album's good have to do it um so <clears throat> excuse me how rude of me so there you go don't leave me now he doesn't want his wife to go but feeling trapped he dismisses the impact his past has had on him while rejecting human contact and medication Another word, which is part of Another Brick in the Wall, Part 3. Pink's wall is now finished. He has completely isolated himself from everything and everybody. He finally needs definite therapy. That's the goodbye cruel world. So we've got Another Brick in the Wall, Part 3. And then you've got goodbye cruel world. Cruel, cruel world. God dang it. Cruel world. You know what I'm saying. Because, you know... My English sucks. Or my my English is fine. It's my pronunciation of the words. So, after the wall's done, Pink's now questioning what he's done. Which is, hey you. And locks himself in a hotel room. Which goes to the, is there anybody out there? And now he's really beginning to feel depressed. So, he turns on his possessions for comfort. Which is nobody home. And yearns for the idea of reconnecting with his personal roots, which is his wife, Vera. So, I'm going to play you Another Brick in the Wall Part 3, followed by Goodbye Cruel World. And then, Hey You, Is There Anybody Out There? Nobody Home. And then Vera. Because I can. And because 
I want to. So here you guys go. Sit back and enjoy some more Pink Floyd The Wall. Getting lonely, getting old, can you feel me? Hey you, standing in the aisles with itchy feet and fainting smiles, can you feel me? Hey you, don't help them to bury the light. Don't give in. Without a fight Hey you Out there on your own Sitting naked 
out there. and a comb in. When I'm a good dog, they sometimes throw me a bone. I got elastic bands keeping my shoes on. Got those swollen hand blues. I got 13 channels of shit on the TV to choose from. I got electric lights I got second sight I got amazing powers of observation Telephone to you There'll be nobody home Nicotine stains on my fingers 
silver spoon on a chain Got a grand piano to prop up my mortal remains I got wild staring eyes And I got a strong urge to fly But I got nowhere to fly to Fly to So, we had another Brick in the Wall Part 3. Goodbye, Crew World. Hey, you. Is there anybody out there? Nobody home. And that was Vera. So, that takes us to this wall-building show to a close. Soon. Not yet, but soon. I'm getting there. Bear with me. Because usually I just play songs and talk about it because this is a... A story in my details the wife gave me were so good, I'm basically telling you a story. It's like story time with Grandpa, but with music. I'm just saying. All right, so... Pink's mind flashes back to World War II. And people wanting the soldiers to come home, which gets to the bring the boys back home. And then returning to the present, Pink's manager and roadies drag him into a hotel room where they find him unresponsive. And they give him an injection, which I told you earlier, you know, he took an injection in Philly to help fight the pain from hepatitis, or a muscle relaxer, and uh, with drugs to enable him to perform the concert that night, which is probably the most 
Okay, I say the second most popular song on the album. Another Brick in the Wall Part 2 is the number one song on the album. But Comfortably Numb, I think, is number two. So, you've got that. When the drugs kick in, he starts to get he starts to hallucinate on stage, and that's where the show must go on. Where he starts to believe he's a fascist dictator, and that his concert is a neo-Nazi rally. At which he says brown shirts, live men, like uh, brown shirt like guys, you know, like you know, from World War Two, Nazis, and uh, to to uh, on the fans that he feels unworthy, unworth, unworthy, which is what gets you uh, in the flesh. And then uh, he pr- proceeds to attack minorities and deviants, and then you get the song "Run Like Hell," um, which just builds up to him having this huge. You know this huge, uh, uh, big old riot, like where everybody's getting beat up and everything like that. And then, uh, so we'll, we'll I'll end it there, and I'll end it with no, you know what? Yeah, I'll end it there with "Run Like Hell." So you got him getting the shot. Got to go on stage. Starts to become a weirdo, and that's where we get the whole, you know, where. He thinks he's a Nazi leader. Now, in the, in the, obviously, in the movie, they were a little more, you know, understanding of imagery. So they had the two hammers, but we all know what they were doing. Even if you've never heard the song and didn't know, you know what they were going for. It's obvious. So I'm going to play you Bring the Boys Back Home, Comfortably Numb, The Show Must Go On, In the Flesh, and then Run Like Hell. Run Like Hell, I love that song. That song is awesome. So one of my favorites is going to be the last song you hear in this set. So there you go.
All right, so that was Bring the Boys Back Home. Comfortably Numb, The Show Must Go On, In the Flesh, and my favorite one on the album, Run Like Hell. Because at the beginning of the song, it reminds me, the first thing I hear is One of These Days, which if you know Pink Floyd's song, One of These Days, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, check it out. And then it kicks into the uh, another brick in the wall. Down to down to down to. So, I don't know, there's the beginning of the song I love. I just love Run Like Hell. I just love it. But when they did Run Like Hell, it leads up to him having a really big rally in the suburbs of violence inciting rally. It's like, let's kill them all kind of thing. Which is the waiting for the worms. But his hallucinations then cease and he begs for everything to stop. And that's where the song Stop comes in. Um, he's tormented by He's tormented by with guilt... He puts himself on an inner trial, you know, who orders him to tear down the wall as punishment for his actions, which is the trial. And then this is the opening of Pink to the outside world, outside the wall. So, I'll read the last part here when I come back. So, I want to play the last four tracks of the album. Waiting on, waiting for the worms, stop the trial, and then outside the wall. Then I'll come back, read the last thing, and... Say goodbye to everybody because, you know, it's time to be done. Now, I know normally I talk a lot more and I ramble about other things, but I thought, you know what, I would just tell the story. So for people who hasn't seen the movie, you're like, well, he's talked all about this story. Now I want to see it. So maybe, may, hopefully I haven't pissed anybody off by, you know, I did say spoiler alert though. But if you haven't seen the movie, you need to see it. At this point in time in history, if you're an adult of age, you should have at least seen it. Now, if you're not a fan of Pink Floyd's music or musicals, then by all means, stay away from the... Uh, stay away, far, far away from the movie, because that's all it is. It's just, you know, a sad grease. <laughs> but, uh, okay, it's not a sad grease, but it's a sad musical. Um, a depressing grease. No. Anyway, so stay far away from it if you're not a fan of Pink Floyd or musicals. If you like musicals but don't like Pink Floyd, then once again, I would say stay away from it. But other than that, I mean, if you're okay with it, I would try it. I mean, it's it's the album is a classic. It's a solid classic, one of the greats. And the and the movie is not bad. It's just a musical. You know, it's not an Academy Award winning movie, but still, it's not bad. Um, But normally I talk, I talk about other things, get off the subject of the album. This is the first time in a while that... I think ever that I've gone completely through, but I just wanted to tell the story. That's all. So, if you didn't like it, I apologize. If you made it this far and you're upset, I apologize. But this is just how I felt the show should go on this album. So here's waiting for the worms. Stop the trial, and then outside the wall, and I'll come back and I will end the show. Oh.
I'm waiting in this cell because I have to know, have to know, have I been guilty all this time?
All right, there you have it, 1979's Pink Floyd, The Wall. And, like I said, it's a good album, it was a good movie. Now, I read somewhere, so don't quote me, because my brain don't work right, but I do recall somewhere I read, and it doesn't, you know, it makes sense to me because Roger Waters is a cock knocker, but, and I didn't mean that as in he's gay, because I don't know if he's gay or not. I just call him a cock knocker because he's an asshole. Um, look, it's one thing for people to say you're a musical genius, but it's another thing when you say you're a musical genius. You know, it's like I could sit here and say the guy writes the most magnificent songs 
and writes the best lyrics. He's a musical genius. But when you see him on TV, oh, yeah, I'm a musical genius. It makes you want to puke. But anyway, um, he wanted to play the part of Pink. But the producers and Hollywood people were like, nah. So they put in Bob Geldof, who, when he did his version of the songs, well, I think he did one song in the flesh. When he did it, oh, it sounded awful. I'm not saying Bob Geldof doesn't sing good. It's just he sang that terribly. I would have rather have seen Roger Waters play the role, but they didn't let him do it, which he was upset about because they let Roger Daltrey do it in The Who, or in the, in Tommy. But, you know, they just wouldn't let him. I don't know. I don't know why. I just remember he wanted to. But a lot of people were like, oh, Pink Floyd just copied, yeah, they just copied uh, Tommy. I don't know. This this album wasn't about a dude playing pinball. It was about a guy with a fucked up life. Look, th- that would be like saying the first guy who wrote the first action movie, every action movie afterwards is a copy. It's not. It, 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 it's a rock opera like Tommy, but it's a different rock opera. So I have heard people say, oh, they only did it because the Who did it. Well, probably, but it they it was time. You know, he wanted to do something else. Things were changing in his life. Roger Waters is a wackadoo. But it's a good album. But I'm sitting here doing this, I'm looking, it's like Pink Floyd gets 18 million listens a month. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, that, that may be 18 million people just listening to a handful of songs. And just, it makes me think over time, those numbers are going to get lower. The older we get... And we die. This, the older my generation and the ones before me and the ones slightly after me, the older we get and the more we die off, I don't think the young people listen so much to the old stuff. And I just, that's, like I said, that's why I do this show. I like to keep the music out there. And if in 10 years from now someone comes across my stupid little show and they're like, Dance is not a bad album. And they go find it on Spotify or whatever streaming service or their eyeballs because they're all connected to the interwebs through their brain chip. I don't know. But they'll listen to it and be like, man, this is some pretty good music. I love music so much, and it means a lot to me, so that's why I do this. Um, But anyway, that was Pink Floyd The Wall. Great album. If you haven't heard it, I don't know where you've been living. Good movie. If you haven't seen it, I'm pretty sure that's a fact. I'm sure there's a lot of people who haven't seen it. I don't even know if it's in print or streaming anywhere, so good luck trying to find it, because I have no reason to find it about the damn thing. Um, it would be nice to have a nice remaster because I got it on Blu-ray. It'd be nice to have a nice remaster or a 4K remaster, and you know, putting surround sound and all that. But let's be honest, that would require Pink Floyd to come together and work on things and work out details, and that ain't ever gonna happen. So I'm okay with my DVD copy. Um, so hope you enjoyed it. Um. I don't know what's next. I know I told y'all last week what I've got. Let me grab my book here back. Grab my book back. Um, I don't know if they're going to be in a row or anything because, like I said, I have to, uh, I have to, uh, you know, life goes on. I have an illness, so I'm hoping. But it looks like my next two are going to be Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction and the 1992 debut of Jackal. So those are pretty good. And then it looks like the following two weeks it might be a back-to-back rush. I don't know. But I do believe it's going to be Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction and Jackal's self-titled debut. So you have that to look forward to. Um, so that being said, 
If you have any questions, Grandpa the Nerd at rabbitandredradio.com. Or you can find me, look up Grandpa's Playlist on Facebook. You can message me through that, through uh, the Facebook Messenger thing. But my page is Grandpa's Playlist. Um, <coughs> uh, you can also find my merch at grandpas-playlist.com. That's grandpas-playlist.com. If you want to buy something, go ahead. If you don't, eh, don't. But it's there in case you want it. Um, boo, 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 Nickelodeon. Um, so that's it. That's it. Got a new show Sunday morning. Uh, Soothing Sounds with Grandpa. I want to play the music that I don't normally play on Sideshow on Wednesday nights because I do like some laid-back music here and there. I just do. And I got a country show getting ready to pop off. And because as much as of a metalhead I am, I love country music too. I'm a connoisseur of all music. You, you people may finally believe that. So, with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you next week. Hopefully, it'll be new next week. If not, there'll be a rerun in there, but I will be back with new episodes. We'll just see how it goes. So, until next time. Oh, I gotta go find my file. Woo-hoo! Almost screwed up and just ended the show. All right, guys. I will see you. Where is my damn thing? Here it is. I'll see you guys later. Love you, and until next time, see ya. for listening to Grandpa's Playlist. Tune in next time for another great episode of Grandpa's Playlist. Oh, and be sure to subscribe and share this show with your friends and family. Because if you don't, Grandpa will know. Believe me, he'll know.